Hello and welcome to Tofop. Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson and we have a, a special guest because this is the uh, second part it's of the, the big two-parter. This is The Empire Strikes Back. Is it a sequel or is it more like a To Be Continued? Oh, fuck off. All right. <laughs> so it's a well, I don't know. Continued. Like, I mean, you could say a sequel is To Be Continued Yeah, anyway. but name me a famous To Be Continued. Like, a sequel, like, people immediately get when you say it. Like it's a, a cliffhanger. Like, who shot JR or who shot Mr. Burns? It wasn't, a, like it wasn't a cliffhanger. I don't think we left any questions unanswered in the last podcast, did we? Well, we did talk a lot about what Jesus' cock would look like. <laughs> Maybe in this week we were going to reveal... What Jesus' cock looks like. On the website. Or maybe in this week we were going to reveal that, like, they don't just have a picture of Jesus' cock. They have, like, a, a cast of, you know, Mary Magdalene's vagina that, you know, you can get as well. Dave Anthony is here. <laughs> that was the best intro ever. <laughs> Seamless. Can I tell you about uh, bad intros? Uh, and I, I have been guilty of giving my fair share of them, but also... Oh, yeah. Tim Allen, uh, I think we mentioned this when I talked to you guys. Tim Allen once introduced me on stage at the Montreal Comedy Festival. His intro went for longer than my spot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Tim the Tall Man Taylor. Tim the Tall Man Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was doing a seven minute spot. He gave me an eight minute intro. Uh, that drives me crazy. Yeah. And yeah man, right. That's the one thing I can't. Like, I really don't care if you mispronounce my name or fuck up my credits, but. Who is you, mispronouncing if, your name? It, it's happened. Like Anthony, because they go up and they yeah Anthony or, oh, or Anthony they just or I've gotten Anderson I've gotten Dave Anderson like they forget <laughs> your last name I was the king and I remember people's names right. I would work with a guy for a week and on Saturday I would forget his name yeah right I'd be like it's uh, Jim um I mean when, <laughs> when you have a name that is two first names like Dave Anthony you should be able to remember it <laughs> no I was gonna say it's easier to forget. <laughs> you think it is easier to because, like, it's—I mean, you you hook into a surname yeah. generally because it's you, it tends to be unique. Not many yeah. people have it. When it's Dave Anthony, it's like, yeah, really. I mean, that would be hard to remember. I can yeah. imagine. Is uh, your name? Is that your real name Charlie, or is it showbiz name? Charlie Clawson. That's a real. good name. That's a solid. Really? Do you think yeah. it's a good name? I is do. Clawson a good name? Is it? Do you get Clawson? Well, no. You know what? Americans tend to be better. Well, uh, here's the thing. It's actually pronounced Clawson. It's Danish, but you anglicize words, obviously, uh-huh. and so. The accepted anglicised version is Clausen, right. but in Australia, more people who you know read it off, read it will say Clausen. But over here, people tend to get it right, Clausen, all the time. So I don't know. I, I like to say uh, Charlie Clausen, like yeah. really, yeah. like yeah. a Nazi, like an angry Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <Nothing>? really, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently Clausen in Denmark, and we don't have any listeners in Denmark. But uh, if we did, they'd be mm. able to verify this. Well, is, this might get us some Denmark listeners. Now that no, we're that's how, we love. really want to know that uh, Denmark demographic. <laughs> Do you guys not have any Danes yet? Do no. you? Yeah, we got them all. It's crazy the places we have listeners. Oh, really? And I think I'm wondering if, if part of it's the military because we have, I think we've invaded every country, so we have guys <laughs> everywhere. But, uh... And do, do you feel like your podcast is something that troops are listening to fire up before they go and shoot some bombs? <laughs> Wouldn't you? I mean, it's the it's terrifying. <laughs> There's guys listening uh, to walk in the room and then just going, this is what we're defending. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you basically can get PTSD from our podcast, so it's, it's. I, uh, I know we have listeners in crazy places. What's the the smallest region? Like, where do you have the least amount of listeners? The the least amount is Africa, but we do have some. We have we have a contingent in South Africa, uh, but nowhere in like the like we don't have any Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. Otherwise, you could take uh, credit for the the, the freedom right? push. You could say, yeah, yeah. I would. We did not know. Until walking the room, 
Everybody but, was saying, I like your generic accent, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was very good. Yeah, but if I died, it might live you to be like, Hello, I'm living! <laughs> like, it doesn't even... I can't even That's do anything. terrifying. <laughs> terrifying cockney wench. Hello! Hello, well, I'm living! The, the best thing about that is, I imagine to most Libyans... Both of those accents would have sounded as culturally insensitive. <laughs> yeah, to ask yours may have sounded a little bit more like what we imagine a Libyan yeah. accent is like. But have you ever wondered? This is off the topic a little bit. Like you know how when people make fun of like um, uh, Asian people and they go, "Oh, it sounds like ching chong, ching chong, ching." Hmm. What an Asian person Im- imitating an English-speaking person, but what that would sound like if they didn't know what the words meant. You know how because you impersonate the sounds of another language. You go, like, "Ching chong, ching." Oh, what do we sound like to other nations? Oh, I can't. Would it be all like... Well, I imagine if you were going to make fun of an Australian, yeah. it would be like you Australians all like... Because that's what we sound like to be. <laughs> <laughs> People essentially just hear... And they did the other thing too where they all get gravelly. It's like... <laughs> like... We all sound like Russell Crowe yeah. as far as like, as far oh, as yeah. Americans are concerned, it's like we all sound like plumbers. It's like, I went to a private school. I noticed that a lot of people here think that the British accent and the Australian accent, which to us sound completely different, over here get confused all the often. time. Well, I think that Americans are not very well traveled, so there's a lot of idiots. And yeah, I, I mean, I can tell the difference, so I'm always surprised when, although sometimes I'm like, you're from England, and no, I'm from Australia, but. Generally, I can there tell is, them Australian. Well, I was, there's I, similarities. I mean, I can understand. Some, but you like, guys are pretty distinct. A well-educated Australian can sound English. Yeah, okay. A well-educated oh, Australian. <laughs> but not me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit in one of my, my stand-up pieces that involves the humour of it comes from me impersonating an English person. Yeah. Right. And so I've realised that audiences are just staring at me like, why is he doing the same voice? <laughs> like, why is he having a conversation with himself? <laughs> This is not discernible to me in any way. Yeah, yeah, right. I wouldn't have thought of that. No, I, so I'm from uh, so I'm from California, so I don't think I have an accent. Mm. Like it literally, and I would go to the places in the country, and be like, oh, "Yeah, you have a real Californian accent." I'd be like, "What?" Yeah, it's kind of no. Weird. I talk like a I talk like a newscaster. When or... when I go for auditions over here, and they and they specify what accent, they'll just say um, standard American accent. And that basically means not Southern, not right. bro- not Bronx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, and that's standard American accent. But, I mean, I guess there must be, like, heaps and heaps of variations when you go yeah. to the country. Oh, yeah. It's all... Like, I can tell, like, the Northeast, like, people can't tell what they like. They, they, they say wash instead of wash. Like, they throw R's in crazy places. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so there's all these little, like... Wash. <laughs> yeah. Did you do the wash? What? <laughs> <laughs> But how does stuff like that develop? Like, I mean, regional dialects. Like where I was from, uh, in our country area, we called uh, lollies, candies, um, chonks. Chonks. What? And what's, wait, what's a... Oh, you mean like, like lollipop? A, like sweets. Just like candy, uh, candy, 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 candy in general? general yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, so chonks? You, chonks. Chonks. So if you were going to go to the shop and get a bag of mixed lollies... Uh, uh, we would call them chonks. Give me a couple of bags of chonks, you'd say. Couple of bags of chonks. Huh? Hey, mate, can I have some of your chonks? Hey, mate, if I give you two bucks, that sounds very, can you go and get us a big bag of chonks? region specific, though. I, I and would... it was, but everybody in our area, like everyone in, within, Even say, a 50-mile radius would know the expression, like, chonks. But then once you got out of there, no one's using the term chonks. 
Yeah. yeah. How does that happen? How does 50 miles of people all agree we are going to call okay. this thing chonks? I don't know. I will, I'd, I'd hazard a guess. Chonks, it's like chonks, CH chocolate. It starts somewhere with chocolate. Chonks. Yeah. Maybe there's uh, maybe I don't. Or- I don't care about the derivation, Charlie. Why are you asking? What I care I about from. is why 50 people. miles of people, one specific group of people decide to call wash wash. Yeah. Like, where does yeah, that come right. from? And why does it not travel? Why does everyone else in the country well, go, no, we're not doing that? Do you know about the why they lisp in Barcelona? No. Mm-hmm. You know they lisp in Barcelona. Barcelona. Like that- yeah. yeah, Barcelona. Do you know why? You don't know why that is? No. So there, I don't know how long ago this was, but there was a oh, I do know prince on. who became king, and he had a lisp, and so when he became king, they all decided to start. I don't know if it was like a d- group decision yeah. or if they had a meeting. <laughs> everybody in Spain, <laughs> everybody of Spain, or Barcelona, <laughs> or well, it was, if the, it was an edict, but they all started talking lisp, and they still do it today. They're yeah. so glad. England must be so glad that Geoffrey Rush sorted out uh, King George. Yeah, because right. right. everybody <laughs> in England would have had to stutter from then onwards. This How would be, great would that be if there was? I wonder about Monica. Actually, Monica in Canberra. There's a place. It's, got, it's spelled M A N U K A. Manuka. Right, that used to be called Manuka, and then the Queen came to Canberra and pronounced it in one of her speeches, Manuka, and they changed shut how up. it was pronounced. Oh come on! No, that's true. that's true. Yeah, Yo, yeah. you can't take that shit so seriously. Well, if you, I guess if you're the Queen, how long ago is it? If I was the Queen, I would fuck with people. Oh, I would yeah. go to places that were called things and just pronounce them differently. And go, <laughs> ah, that's oh, this is San Francisco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm visiting Australia. <laughs> you guys would be screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the, when was how long ago was this Queen visit? Was this recent history? No, no, no. I'm like guessing in like, like hundred years yeah. ago or something like no, that. No, no, no. It, well, it, it couldn't happen now. It was this Queen, like Elizabeth II. Yeah, Elizabeth II. Wow. Yeah. I call her Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> no Lizzie too. Yeah, she Lizzie. Uh, personal. She's the land of Bottom Carter. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the Queen Mother in the King's speech. Yeah, she's the Queen Mother. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so I, I don't. When? How long ago? Are we talking twenty years? Yeah. No. No. I'm like maybe like fifty. I don't years think. Ago. I don't think it could happen now. I think people are way too sophisticated and funky to let a stodgy old queen come out and like rename a place. Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, well okay. In Australia, I don't understand your queen shit. But go ahead. <laughs> you know uh, that the car, the car. There's this place called England. <laughs> no, I get that. And they made yeah. us with convicts and settlers. And we still have their queen. Right. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. They've, they've tried a couple of times to have a referendum on a, mm. making Australia a republic. Yeah. But people don't want to do it. Yeah. They still want They still want the queen. They well, like you know the, the problem is, it's not so much that they want the queen as our head of state. They just don't like the people who always seem to push, put themselves oh, forward sure. as being, oh, I'll take over. Like, it's yeah. always the most annoying fucking media personality. We're a bit like, dodgy oh, politicians. if like, we have our own person, but, they're going to live here yeah. and annoy us by saying and stuff. Kind of yeah. She lives in another know. country. Yeah. And she doesn't annoy us at all. Would you guys... So you would just become a republic. You wouldn't, like, go, hey, we want a new queen and pick on us. We're, like, Kylie <laughs> Minogue wouldn't become... Uh, that would be cool. Well, she still lives, she lives in wouldn't... another country too, so that'd be okay. It'd have to be someone who actually lives in the country. All the talented Australians live overseas. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's the problem. You're picking from the B team. Like, all the all the starters are overseas, mixing it up, and you only got the reserves back home. It's so sad. 
Hey, should we use uh, that Australian Andy Thomas, the astronaut who's been into space? He'd probably be a, a great leader. Oh, I'm sorry, he lives overseas. <laughs> but we do have a guy from Adelaide who climbed a really high ladder. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> yeah, so he could. Yeah, he's had a space travel. Um, yeah, the the I don't. I've never. Have you ever felt the influence of being like part of? The monarchy. Have you ever like has it affected your life in any way whatsoever? Like, do you think you'd notice a significant change if Australia became a republic? Uh, I, do, I don't. No. Like, I mean, you know, I, I mean, aren't you, aren't you forced to go to war if England declares war, or are you guys separate? That was a problem in the old days when England, you know, were the sort Still of place the that, world. yeah, would <laughs> yeah. pick fights. Free with World people. War Two. <laughs> yeah, but now they're kind of just like their ass kicked. Yeah, they've, they've been beaten over a little yeah. bit. Things have changed. England, now England aren't starting a lot of fights. <laughs> we are very keen to be America's friend now. Yeah, in fact, you may have noticed <laughs> when you guys have gone to a lot of unpopular wars, we've been right there with you. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. We're the coalition we're, of the willing. We're, yeah. we're idiots. We're like a big thirteen-year-old who's drunk on, yeah. on Jägermeister, and we're getting in bar fights. Yeah, and we're your little friend who's egging you on. <laughs> we're like, we're with him. Oh, and the Chinese guy. We're also with the Chinese guy. He's buying a lot of stuff from our lemon stand. So we're very in favour of the Chinese uh, guy. Yeah, there is an uneasy thing in Australia where, yep. I mean, geographically, and, you know, being a geologist, you know this, we yep. are part of Asia. Like, that's where we're yep. placed. So Australians, like, uh, in terms of business, like, like to maintain really good relations with Japan and China. Right. Yet, like, culturally, it's like, oh, we're the big white guys. <laughs> we want to yeah, hang out with them. Culturally, you're, you're like the English, right? Yeah. I mean... Culturally, we're a, a, a hybrid of American and English. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, the majority of our culture, and when I say culture, I mean more popular culture, but is, like, you know, our fast food restaurants, our TV shows, our movies all come from either the UK or America. Yeah. So, culturally, that's certainly... Some of your listeners, Walking the Room listeners, have like contacted me on Twitter and stuff yeah. to say, like, oh, I hate Walking the Room. <laughs> Why are you listening to it? Get me out of here. I'm in a war zone. <laughs> it's, part of my, it's part of my probation. I have to. <laughs> now, they'd contact and say, oh, um, I know we heard about, uh, we should listen to this Australian podcast, but you guys talk about so much American stuff, like, you, you know, do. your TV and your movies. And it's like, well... That is pretty much what we're exposed to. I like, didn't know how much I didn't until I started listening to your podcast. I didn't know how inundated you guys were with American culture. Our crap. I mean, I'd say Will and I are probably a bit more aware of it because of you know. Uh, oh, no, I think no, more broadly. I, I I've often said this about Australia that y- there are people who live in say Melbourne who know more about what it would be like to be a neurotic New York Jew <laughs> than they do about what it would be like to live in Brisbane. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's because so fucked up. <laughs> because you know they've seen Woody Allen movies, they've yeah. watched Seinfeld, they understand. You know, if they were dropped into that world, yeah. they'd suddenly be able to like deal with it. Yeah. But but they've never been to many places and, in Australia. And, and the other wow. thing too is Australia is so big to like travel the country to see your own country. Like the the amount of money you spend on an airfare, you can actually kind of go like overseas. So a lot of people Australians don't spend much time exploring like their own country. Right, it's huge. And yeah, you guys don't have that many people. No, no, I think it was like 20 million. I mean, you're just all on the edges. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing happening in the middle except for murders. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. pretty much deserty and murdery. <laughs> and people are like, no. I mean, you can go and have a look if you like. Yeah. There's a giant rock. Yeah. You can you can have a look Great. at that. Well, have you been to Ayers Rock? No. I've Uluru. seen pictures. I haven't, I haven't been anywhere to, in, in any part of Central Australia at all, ever. I'm definitely like a coast dweller. I've been to 
uh, pretty much every single place. Yeah, as a stand-up. Because it's like I've been everywhere in the yeah. States, where, except for Alaska. Where's the best, where's the worst? The South is an abysmal, it's just a horror show. People tell I mean, me, there's parts of the South that are nice, like South Carolina and North Carolina are beautiful, yeah. but like Mississippi is just like, it's like mud. It's just a horrible existence. You, like one, I'm, the, the the time I knew I was in hell was, uh, I, was doing, I was doing a three-month tour, and I was in Mississippi, and, and besides being on, so first of all, they're like, it's a, it's a noon show at the college, so oh, get up in the good. cafeteria and start doing stand-up, so no one gives a shit, yeah, right. and I start doing my stand-up in five minutes, and someone goes, shut up, Yankee! Wow. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, hold on, is that like a bad thing? Wow. Is that a bad thing that you're saying? And they're like, hell yeah, it is. And I'm like, okay, because to me it's not bad. You're calling me that I'm from New York. So that's pretty good. They're like, it's the worst thing we can say. I'm like, all right, good luck to you. Holy shit. And then afterwards they're like, hey, grab whatever you want to eat. You know, you can eat for free out of the cafeteria. And it's just all fried. Everything in the place was fried. Like, now you know why Americans are fat because... I'm like, where's the lettuce? There was none. It was just fried everything. Yeah, right. So I can't, like, my body can't handle going there because it's crazy. So the Civil War still, you know, there's <laughs> some animosity. There, there are, oh, there's tons of animosity. There's still people that, that think it's wrong, that, that they didn't That we should have war. slaves. It's not necessarily about slaves as much as we can, we should be able to say what we want to do and that's how it should be. So there's a, there's a huge population down there that, that are still angry. They, the South will rise again, is a saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they really think it's, it's... So when they say the South will rise again, what are they um, predicting will happen when the South rises again? They'll is be it? able to split off again. So they're going to become their own separate... Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what the... Well, it's going to be like an episode of the Brady Bunch where they had the little line down the bedroom. It's like, don't come over here. This is our area. I mean, but are there, how is the South qualified? Like, te- Texas isn't the South. No. Is it? Texas is... Uh, I, would, I would consider Texas now to be the South. It, I don't think it was for a long time, but it's, it's sort of the South now. I mean, so when the South, like, they, they launch their revolution and they separate from the rest of the United States... I mean, did the other states get a say? I mean, how do they work out which states, like, you know, because some states in the South might not think, want to do it, yeah? No, you, you, they, they voted whether or not to, the states collectively said we're oh, going to really? split off. Yeah, yeah, they all, they all decided. It wasn't like you said, you're the South, but all yeah. the Southern states were They're all, all on board for that war. You would oh, hate shit. to be the one state in the middle. Yeah. Like, surrounded by everyone else who wants to... And we're like, no, we're, we're really yeah, cool. We're good, we're good, we're up we top. We love those guys. We're up top, we're up top. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, can you just scrunch us forward, scrunch us forward? But some, <laughs> but some, of, the most, some of the most racist states and, and, and the ones who really wanted slaves were like Kansas, who were right in the middle of the country. And so yeah, they right. were like, so that was like sort of the border of the war. I don't know. What, I don't even remember which side they came down out of the war, but I know that that was like there's a lot of violence there yeah. pre pre war. Do you think Australia like has racist states in, uh, the, in the same way that like there's a stereotype of like a, a racist like southern redneck? Do you think that exists in Australia? You they guys used- have that beach population that. Oh, there was the Cronulla riots. Yeah, but yeah. that was right in... But that was actually in the heart of... populated... Yeah, that was like the LA riots. Oh, okay. It was like in the heart of a big city. Yeah. It was just a LA riots, but in reverse, because it was the yeah. uh, majority. Yeah. It always makes me laugh when I see a picture of a, like a... 
it just looks like a California surf kid, but he's got like a white pride shirt on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always just go, that doesn't make sense. Basically, uh, it was the equivalent of, um, and it was, and it were really the Cronulla thing, because Cronulla is 98% white. Yeah. And they, and they call it the Shire, and it's like God's own country. Yeah. And everybody who lives there loves it. And it is a really good. It's beautiful- not dissimilar from the Shire in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know much about the world outside where they live. Yeah. As far as they're concerned, it's great. They're yeah. Why have- would you go anywhere? You can have else. free breakfasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what the hobbits are always going on about? They have like, second breakfast. Oh, second breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I know that because I think my kid's a hobbit. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and basically, you know, all these kind of rich, privileged white people turned on some you know, Middle Eastern people who were coming down to the beach. So it was just like if, like, considering here, if like all of us in Santa Monica went yeah. crazy and, and yeah. started beating up people. Yeah, yeah. Like, Except there was really privileged people, like, mostly doing it. So it's kind of like if the housewives of Beverly Hills started oh beating God. their housekeepers. That's yeah. really fantastic. And it's, and like, the, you guys know how to riot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, they were, and it wasn't like they did, they didn't research particularly well because they were just using, they were just trying to identify people visually who they thought were Middle Eastern. And so there was reports of Jewish people and Italians getting attacked and stuff because uh, yeah. no, people with dark tans. Yeah, that <laughs> always happens. Like when 9-11 happened, people were like attacking Sikhs and you're like, okay, well, you're on the right continent. <laughs> uh, but you're a little bit off. Like, you know. He's got a turban on. Right. Iraqis don't. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> You know, even though Iraq. I mean, I think that, but after the Cronulla riots, like that was, I mean, that was considered like the most shameful, one of the most shameful days in Australia. That was national news. Yeah. And there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of kind of analysis afterwards and trying to bring these groups together and and, and discuss. (laughs) Okay. Now that's cute. Because in America, we'd never do that. Oh, really? (laughs) You guys tried to figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) You guys, did you have like talks and stuff for each other? We gave each other a hug at the end. (laughs) Now you shake his hand. Say you're sorry. Because we, we would go, you yeah. know what? More guns. No. Yeah. That would be our answer. You guys oh. are going, let's uh, invade a country that didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. Yeah. We're just like, this Cronulla ride didn't work out very well. New We're going to New Zealand. <laughs> hey, did you punch Tom? I'm going to kill Larry. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that's America. Yeah, we I, have to punch somebody if something goes wrong. But is that like I mean, is what? How do Americans feel about that image? Because I don't know if Americans a, get the it. image of attacking Iraq when it wasn't responsible for anything. Yeah, like is that a we're, real we're, split in this country? Yeah, like it's a real split, right? We we are. It, it, America's crazy right now. It's it, it's bizarre to see because you're you literally have a large segment of population that is just being flat out lied to and buying it and sucking it all up, and so you can't even talk to them. Mm. about these subjects because they go that's not true and it's like saying yeah the sky is blue no it isn't and then where do you go from there yeah where you can't go anywhere so there half the population believes that iraq was responsible for 9-11 blah blah and stuff and every and just it just goes down it goes it goes all the way through all domestic stuff everything it's just well, a group of people who don't i think part of the no. problem is that this is like a quite actually the manners and the level of politeness in the states is like Extraordinary. I love coming here because Americans, anyone you meet in America, they tend to be pretty polite, even though they may have kind of views that generally they'll call you sir, make eye contact. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the problem is that uh, within that respect is this idea that, you know, well, whatever the president decides, then, you know, that's what he's in authority. That's what he does. And Well, now, but it's, it's not that. It's because it's crazy because I'm not a big Obama fan now. Like I, I voted for him. but Racist. Yeah, I'm racist. Yeah, that's racist. I didn't know he you was. Didn't know he, I had no you idea were he was. You were concentrating on the half white. Yeah, I was like, well, he's yeah. mostly white. Yeah. 
I kept saying mostly white. <laughs> mostly white. Yeah. And and it turns out he's mostly black. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I I liked him and and then he just became this corporate tool and I'm like, well that's that wasn't what we needed at the time. But m- the people who get maddest at me are other people who are lefties for me talking any talking shit, about shit about Obama, about Obama yeah. because you're not you you can't do that and then they're so they're furious with people on the left who who turned on him well, that's, and that's, that's like democrats have a reputation for like you know not being unified yeah. yeah yeah we do but it's it's always it's never been as unified as it is now with the republicans like they're just a, a block of people that are like robots it's never been like this it before. it seems that there's this level of you know there's no compromise anymore. None. Like you are just, it is just one extreme or the other. It's, I tweeted, you know, you have I the Glenn Becks the and the Fox Newses and all these sort of things yeah. saying oh, that yeah. Obama's a Muslim and everything's yeah, wrong and the country is like. Yeah. He's a socialist. And you're yeah. like, yeah. Do you know what socialism is? Because he couldn't be more corporate. Yeah. Like, so they don't, they don't understand they're, they're being lied to on a daily basis. They're buying it. And it's just weird. Mm. Like, I don't know how to describe it. And some people are saying, like I know that there's a whole thing going on with trade unions up in the up in Wisconsin right now, and it's just it's just straight up what what fascists do. Like you just kill the the working class, the guys on the left, and and you and you support the cops, and that like it's crazy. And so you're watching it, you're going, "Do you guys see this? Do you guys read books and stuff?" Uh, it's just really it's it's freaky. Right it's now hard. it's weird. It's hard though. Like I was saying to you the other day, when you watch a lot of American TV, you realize how much you get yelled at. <laughs> Oh, constantly. By people on TV, like constantly yelled at and told that this is the way things are yeah. and this is what's fucking wrong. And if you think any different, you're a fucking idiot. Right. So it would be, I mean, after like just uh, after enough time, I think I would start going, yeah, well, right. I'm being bombarded it's, constantly. Told it's, that, all, it's all arguments. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it's, and that's just because it, the, the one thing that has killed America and is making us just this insane lun- lunatic of a country <laughs> is allow, allowing 24 24- our news channels, number one, to exist in the way they do, but allowing them to know what their ratings are. Yeah. If they couldn't find out their ratings, they would have intelligent conversations. Mm. But they're all just trying to create hysteria. You watch a news channel, you go, there's not enough news going on to have a 24-hour news channel. No. So you're making shit up. Yeah, right. And you're trying to get people excited so they'll watch your show and they'll come back and find out why Obama's killing babies. Like, that's it's just nuts. And it, and it, and it does seem to be... Like, uh, you know, a country where you, you can prove your point by saying that the other thing is wrong. Like, even watching yeah. advertisements here, yeah. like, it's not enough to say, hey, our bucket of chicken is delicious. Yeah. Like, the ads come on and go, McDonald's is shit. Yeah. And that's why our bucket of chicken is delicious. <laughs> Do you really buy a car from these fuckheads? Yeah. I have never seen a country where in an ad yeah. they will tell Just you that their competitor the is shit yeah, first. Constantly. Before. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Did you ever watch Mr. Show? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did some brilliant uh, political commercials back then of just like two politicians attacking each other, and they were just spot on with that kind of stuff. The the socialist thing really uh, interests me because it, it has got such traction here, and like to, yeah. if somebody comes from Australia, I mean, the Democratic Party in America is to the right of our conservative party oh, yeah. in Australia. No, the so Democratic like, Party here is, is a right-wing party. Yeah. yeah. Certainly compared to what we're used to. Yes. So to what come the to rest country, of the world is used to. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, he's a socialist. 
you might as well say he is a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it makes yeah, but, and sense. That's what the, that's what those on the left are mm. like, wait, what? Yeah. He's far right than what I want. But they're like, he's a socialist. No, he. do you know what it means? But it's about creating, like, a buzzword that people go, oh, like, socialist, socialist. Well, you know, like, I mean, it's no different to sort of saying someone's a Muslim. Like, it's just a great way of creating, like, a, a word that inspires fear in people. Well, you guys don't know where it came from in the in the... In the fifties, I think, when we created uh, Social Security, mm. um, that was a you know that was a big fear that it would continue throughout our society. So the right wing, uh, when we, when it moved toward healthcare, like Eisenhower and some of the people were talking about healthcare, and 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 so they immediately with the American Medical Association labeled it socialism and put it out as healthcare equals socialism and created a fear buzzword about it. So it was a carefully orchestrated campaign. Yeah. And ever since then, it's been in our society as a boogeyman. Yeah, right. Even I, though we have socialism everywhere, some stuff's socialist, some stuff isn't. It's what schools are socialist. Yeah. Our football teams are socialist. We have a fucking draft. <laughs> we have a draft every year in all of our sports to pick the best player from college. It's pure socialism, and yet all these Americans love it. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. The amazing it thing, sounds like communism. That's why. Yeah. That's why it's a good word to use. Yeah, it, it does. makes people think it raises a specter of communism. Yeah, and people like, don't even know what communism is either. But it no. sounds scary. We know that we hated people in the eighties because of it. You know. Like, I yeah. mean, personally, I would. I'm. I would love to live under socialism. Personally. Well, I mean, uh, the thing that always amuses me, or like, I, I, I realize that the Fox Newses of the world have done such a good job, is when you hear poor people arguing against socialism. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I, I get why people yeah. living in their you know, gold cloud castle yeah. are arguing against socialism. Yeah. You're rich. It's, you don't want other people involved in your group. It's but, the most amazing thing to watch them. Yeah, you should, the rich people should be able to do whatever they want with their money. And you're like, you don't have fucking teeth. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy some teeth? Let's get health care. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Why? Like uh, that was the thing I could never understand. It was like poor people arguing against their own social and health reforms. It would help yeah. them. Yeah, it would totally help them. Yeah, and and they're like, you you read about like in, in other countries, Doctors Without Borders and these groups go and they're like set up a, a temporary clinic for a week and they'll do it in like Zimbabwe. Well, they're doing it here now in like Tennessee, and they did one in L.A. and the line was five thousand people long and they had to send people away. And yet, how many of those people will vote for Republicans? Yeah. yeah, even though they're waiting days in line to get their to get their liver looked at to see if they're dying, it's crazy. So, so, but why? How how has that happened? Yeah, it's media. Think- it's pure media. It's pure. Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, scaring the shit out of people. That's all it is. Well, you know, Glenn Beck, of course, used to be a comedian. Like yes. He was a, like a morning radio guy. He, or he was a, right? he was a fail, fail stand comedian yeah. who then became a morning radio DJ. Uh, there's online you can find an old YouTube video of him doing a promo with a monkey uh, for his radio show. He was also drinking heavily. At one point, there was there was a guy across town, uh, his rival morning DJ, and he found out that the rival morning DJ's wife had had an abortion. So he called her up live on air, and he mocked her for having an abortion. That's Glenn Beck, Mormon, good religious fella. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's wow. a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> is, has there ever That's been amazing. a moment where you've looked at uh, Ben Glenn Beck's uh, career and thought, well, <laughs> 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 you know, 
I wouldn't have brought as many I, jokes. I, I, well, I mean, he's yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy the popularity he has, but I mean that guy. I think I think he's I, I he did a Chris he does a Christmas special every year, live, where he tells it's it's his Christmas tale about him as a kid and he he acts like a boy telling the story. It's fucking crazy. Oh you have to see it. You have to rent it somehow. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see. He he. You realize how insane he is. I mean, he dresses up like a kid. He acts like a boy. He cry, he lays down on the stage oh and cries. God, fucking insane. It's all about a bicycle not being able to get the bicycle and running away, and it's it's insane. Oh, uh, what what what's it for? Was it a TV special? Uh, he did it the first time. He did it. He did it live on stage in New York, and then it was broadcast to movie theaters live all around the country. And then the second year he did it. Is there any way? And I mean, I, I look. I'm I'm not for killing people for their ideas. I am. But oh yeah, well okay. <laughs> well maybe you're the guy to make this happen. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I'm more a guy who's willing to come up with evil plans, but not execute them. So if you're the sort of guy that oh, is yeah, willing yeah, to execute yeah. them, yeah. Could you not just do that again and then release poison gas into the theaters? Not a bad idea. Because, like, I mean, you would at least knock down. It's not Bat the nineteen sixty six Batman. Green smoke coming through the vents. No, no, I'm going to release the penguin. Yeah. <laughs> and he smokes his cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the second year he did it, I went to a showing of it, and what it was then was him on stage live. Yeah. And then he said, this is what happened last year. And he threw to himself on a back screen, which then showed last year's live showing. Mm. And then when that was over, came back to him on stage where he was set up with like couches of people who then he talked to Oprah style about how their lives had been changed by last year's live special. Wow. It's fucking fantastic. So these, and so the next year, did he talk to a range of people? It hasn't been <laughs> changed. It hasn't been the third year yet. His We're lives writing. have been changed by the stories they right. heard about. The what life. does he do next year? Oh, I hope it's, it's every coming. Year. So these live screenings, uh, they're like theaterettes or, or cinemas or around the country. Cinemas, yeah. And it's a live simultaneous broadcast. Yeah. yeah. And so, and who, who goes? What kind of people? Like, well, just when, when we went, uh, I was going to live tweet it. And uh, and and behind me there was a couple uh, fat leather jackets of American flags, oh. American flag hats on, uh, blue where, jeans. Where are they from? They were from, <laughs> from, from America. Yeah, they're from America. It's hard to it's hard to understand yeah, that. They're yeah. actually Iraqi. They're but, actually uh, yeah, they were Mexican. <laughs> Just trying to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> no one of these like went a poo on the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> How's it hanging, Mr. Simpson? <laughs> so, uh, so I start live tweeting it, and uh, and one of them's like, "Yeah, you turn that off." And I was like, "No, no, this is like a this is a Glenn Beck. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn it off. You're gonna ruin it." Yes, okay. Yeah. I don't That's care if it's ruined for you. I'm totally down with that. Yeah. And then they like went and got a guy. Uh, the manager of the theater to come and tell me to stop and he was going to throw me out and I was like, I'll just turn it off. I'll turn it off. So I went and sat back down and she goes, we showed him and I turned around and I went, do you, it, it's going to get worse for you now. I'm going to get, I'm going to be worse. And they just got up and they left. What? But they're, but they're very, uh, very American. They drape themselves in the flag. Right. They're not very intelligent. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't, they don't get their news from if you're just reading from one book, 
you're you're gonna be a moron. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what's his appeal to them though? Like is it fear? Right. He's just he's just the fear spreader. We've always had a guy in history of, of the United States that's that's that spread fear. Uh, there used to be a reverend in the forties that did it on the radio and he was a big fear. So it's always been this guy. We need to get one of those back on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh, have a fear guy? Well, not, how, how does not, John Howard compare to like Obama? No. Uh, like John Howard, like for all the horrible things that you yeah. made a career out of making fun of John Howard. Look, I I must admit that yeah, I, my passion that I despised him at the time has kind of dissipated since he's not been in power. And I look around in my house at all the nice things making jokes about him bought. <laughs> <laughs> <You know, it's, laughs> Sometimes when I'm playing on the things that making jokes about him bought, did I pull something out? That's a, oh, all right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Was he? Was he an idiot? Was he like a George Bush type idiot? He was a very shrewd politician. He wasn't an idiot. Um, he had some very outdated conservative views. He I was think. conservative. Yeah. He was. I don't think at heart he was evil. He was like a a nerdy. Uh, conservative lived with his guy. parents until he's thirty. Until yeah, he was like thirty-one. Yeah, lived no, with his no, parents no, no. until he was like thirty. Seriously, yeah. I, you I can't elect a guy like that. Married the it? first woman he ever. He looked like had sex when he was younger. He would have looked like Rick Moranis. Like yeah. he's just like a bookish, nerdy oh guy who loved cricket. Uh, loved cricket and like loved it. So he was a cricket tragic to the point where he would commentate on the oh cricket, like as a special guest on the cricket commentary. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because oh, he was prime minister. No, but there was but a f- George Bush loved baseball. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be like going and like him commentating. Like it'd be like essentially at the All Star game, they oh. go down and Obama is like judging the slam dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, basically. But he was a charisma free zone. Like- but he was also no good at cricket. This was the best oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Was like there's this famous footage of him bowling like oh the cricket God. ball to some kids. Couldn't, like, couldn't even keep it on the pitch. Couldn't even keep it oh, on the pitch. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Like, it'd yeah. be like somebody throwing out the first pitch at the baseball and it bouncing half like, <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> like Mr. Burns throwing, like, something. It's just like, ugh! It just drops, like, an inch from his arm. Like, that's what it was like. And he or, was very famous for wearing uh, his tracksuit to go on these power walks in what? the morning. Like the Australian Olympic yeah. tracksuit. Oh, so he would get either the Australian Olympic tracksuit or the the Wallabies, our rugby uh, union team. Sure. And he would power walk oh. in the tracksuit. So yeah. again, as if with maybe- no secret service, <laughs> <laughs> like, he could power walk like right the middle of like Baghdad and be like, no one's going to try and kill him. Like, <laughs> um, he, he was yeah, he was conservative. He was an, very much of the old school rather than I think being at heart. An evil person, right? Yeah, but he certainly did some things that you know. If you, yeah, I mean, he was very, he was anti-gay marriage. He was, yeah, anti, yeah, yeah. You know, he was like people and socially conservative, very social. He was like an an uncle. It's like everyone has an uncle, like an old, like stodgy uncle who, yeah. you know, just doesn't, just uncool and non-progressive. Oh, that's my dad. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we elected your dad. Yeah, that's what we did. As a country, we went. He's safe. Yeah, he won't. So he's gone now. Yep. Is the next guy conservative? Okay, so we had this guy. After him, we had a guy called Kevin Rudd. Now, he... Um, Wait, you've got you've had two guys since John Howard? I'll run you through I them. am not well, paying attention no. at all. Yeah. Um, so John Howard was in for a uh, considerable period of time. Yeah. Um, uh, and no one could beat him. And they kept trying to put guys up against him who were different yeah. to him. Yeah. And then that wasn't working. Yeah. So eventually... 
they came up with a guy who was exactly the same as him. But and that's how they viewed him? That's yeah. hilarious. Basically, he ran as being like... Yeah. It's like the way Superman has Bizarro Superman yeah. you know, and the S is backwards or whatever. <laughs> it was essentially that, the shadow yeah. of John Howard. This guy, Kevin Rudd, was like almost exactly the same oh as God. John Howard, but from the different... Physically yeah, looked physically the same. Was he the more same. charismatic? No. He was, just, he was just the same guy, but a different guy. Yeah. yeah but just the same guy from the, different, from the different side of politics. Because everyone was like, oh, yeah, oh, we can do that. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much like the other guy. Yeah. But he's just like at a different, oh, yeah, okay. No, I think we can, we can definitely but be cool with But ideologically, this. they weren't that different. No. Like, tender gay marriage, all those kind of hot button topics. Like, like he was a churchy similar. guy as well. Uh-huh. Like, you know, so it was, it, 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 and but... He was immensely popular. Kevin 07. That was yeah. like... The, really? It was a run. And he was like... Yeah, he had these unprecedented levels of popularity as a leader. He hooked into the young people. And oh, all I that love that of, guy. You know, Did he was, talk about the internet? Yeah, totally. It was totally <laughs> yeah. about the internet. It was totally about young people things. He spoke fluent Mandarin because yep. he'd been like a, an ambassador to China for a while. And so oh. he blew everyone's mind when he addressed like, you know, the Chinese ambassador. Bong Chai Gong! Yeah. yeah. How's exactly. that how they yeah. do it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Talks, That's yeah. what he was doing. He just got up there and went, ching chong, ching chong. <laughs> <laughs> And the Chinese ambassador was all like, (laughs) (laughs) so um, then amazingly, within the three years of the electoral cycle, in something that is unprecedented Mm. in Australian political history, wow, he became so unpopular that he was rolled by his own party and replaced. Before he even got to contest another election. Did he finger a boy? What happened? He did nothing of the sort. That's awesome. Like, everyone's just like, ah, fuck him. Completely scandal-free. Without, like, without doing anything that, you know, you would consider... He just bored the nation. (laughs) He bored it. Into submission. Like, at least John Howard, he was boring, but at least, you know, he was a bit controversial at times. Like, Kevin 07 was just fucking. Everyone was just like, this is boring. And he was never in the country. He's always overseas. It seemed like he was always traveling. Americans never like that. Don't travel around the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the same with. So his own party replaced him. That's His own party before he got to do another election. That's fantastic. Yeah. And now who's in there? A woman called Julia Gillard, wow. who was the woman who replaced him. Redhead. Oh, Hello. Wink. <laughs> you know what they say about redheads? Yeah, uh, drapes match the. Uh, she's, uh, she's well, she's not in that, but she's an atheist who's unwed. Yep, an unwed, unwed atheist. atheist. What? Yeah. She was our first woman prime I'm surprised minister. We didn't invade you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we heard that. What the hell's going on down there? <laughs> atheist woman. <laughs> yeah, doesn't. So she's a lesbian. No, she's uh, she lives with her boyfriend at the at the she's lodge. She's got a boyfriend. Actually. She's got a living. Although he is a hairdresser. So what? <laughs> oh my god! It's a beard. Come on. <laughs> That's a straight up Scientology situation. What are you going to say? He did say that he gets up at five o'clock in the morning to give her a blow dry to start the day. <laughs> I didn't, that's that's that. I didn't hear that. You one, really. guys have a gay woman with a beard as your president. That is awesome. Prime Minister, yeah. Is yeah. she? How is she on gay rights? Uh, well, this is the thing which has pissed off a lot of people back home is that everyone expected that she would be quite sympathetic. Sympathetic, being an unmarried person and oh. being from the left, and she's from. She was actually a member of the socialist left faction uh-huh. of her Labor Party when she was at. University, yeah. So she does come from what people would you know, call left, the left. more left left, yeah. But she's again very yeah, pragmatic. Exactly. And, it's like when thing. they're in the closet. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, when they're in the closet, they they react 
much harsher towards gay rights. Well, isn't it? I mean, the same no matter what country is. Once you're in power, yeah. you don't want to lose power. So yeah, you right. appease everyone. I mean, fucking yeah. Peter Garrett, lead singer of Midnight Oil. Well, we made a, we made a giant turn. What? No, no, this is oh, still no, no, no. He, uh, Peter Garrett is in uh, our Politics? parliament. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Peter he's Garrett. tall, right? Yeah. Yeah, tall and bald. And a member of, uh, he's a member of that, the Labor Party here the, in power. Yeah, the power. The ruling party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he, you know, he went from being like no nukes, yeah. uh, you uh, know, the beds are burning. Yeah. yeah. So now he's like, even he has had to kind of just, uh, what's the word, not koto? Uh, no, uh, toe the party Kowtow. line. Toe, uh, toe the party line, yeah. I had this horrible uh, uh, incident with uh, Peter Garrett because he was quite a... He was. Yeah, you've had horrible incidents with a lot of people. Haven't? I have. Did Dave. you tweet something about Peter Garrett? No, even worse. Uh, uh, this is. Uh, he was quite famous for like he came into politics. He was recruited by Kevin 07. He was one of their star candidates because oh. you know get the youth vote. Get yeah, the, yeah, get the lefties. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. spent Cause, a lot cause of the, the next... youth loves a band from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. The, the guys from Ratcat weren't available. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where's men at work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I say that? I was like, we were talking the other day about the three references people could make about Australian bands, and yeah. we were like, in excess, excess midnight oil, oil men at work. work. That's yeah. all I got. I can't think of it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so he got recruited by Kevin 07 to be part of this cool new, you know, uh, like party that he was going on. He was part of the reason that Kevin 07 got sacked because he was really incompetent at his job uh, and did a really bad... Yeah, uh, surprising. Yeah, and sadly, uh, he was also involved with... Yeah, surprisingly, a guy who just spent the last 20 years uh, lead singer of a band uh, wasn't that good at implementing home insulation programs. <laughs> so sadly, he did implement a home insulation program that kept started setting people's houses on fire. Yeah. Uh, oh, awkward. So the beds are burning. Uh, well, reference came real... up quite a lot. Oh, yeah, that'll back fire on you and then uh, so basically when it came down to the election he was put into a kind of political witness relocation program and not being oh, able to let's give him a portfolio that he can't possibly fuck yeah. up so let's and let's hide him somewhere so that he's not used in the election to you know, yeah. kind of bring down our party right yeah. so the night before uh, I'd been doing this show that was going to go to air that night uh-huh. okay so the, the next night so I've recorded it and I've made like a series of of scathing jokes about the idea that they're hiding him away from this election. Uh, But it's airing 24 hours later. In between me taping that show and seeing that show, I sat next to him at a lunch. (laughs) I've gone to a a charity lunch the next day and I'm sitting next to Peter Garrett and he's been so nice to me. (laughs) You son of a bitch. And in my head I'm like, what is my moral responsibility? Should I say, hey dude, I I was on this show last night. Or do I just keep it quiet? No, you keep it quiet. Did you? Yeah, I kept it quiet. Yeah, I like, yeah, I think dear God, no way. Yeah. why would you say you bring it up? And I mean, if, if you put yourself in his position, do you want a guy to come up and say, hey, dude, I've made a ton of jokes about you. We're going to hit the air in about 12 hours time. You just yeah. don't want to know. Don't I don't know. know. I reckon I would, there's part of me that would go, hey, look, there's a show on tonight and I've ripped into you a bit about the blah, blah, blah. But you know, like, no. Sorry. No, even even now that I say it to you, I feel bad. <laughs> but you know what would be great if you, if you because you'd expect him to get a little bit angry, right? But what if he just turned to you on just a single tear? <laughs> Like that would be like it couldn't be worse than just a single tear rolling down his little face. It'd be awesome if like that you know you just prompted him to get back into music. Like yeah. you were the reason midnight oil was Well, the whole time I was sitting talking to him and he was being so lovely and yeah. delightful, I was really going, "Can I ring the show and get them to edit the?" T- <laughs> 
Yeah, because when you meet them, you can't be as mean to them. Exactly. Or, or, or yeah. I was like, can I go around to your house like tonight? And just as that's about to come on, like distract you. Yeah. Like just like, oh, can I get you a drink out of the... I'm just going to talk for a little bit longer. Ah, oh, good. There we go. Is that a, you? It's, sorry. No, has that ever happened to you? I mean, so many celebrities over here, have you ever kind of like trashed someone and then had to kind of confront them or have them confront you? No, no, that no, that's never really happened to me. The only guy I ever had uh, any sort of quarrel with was a guy named Ant. Do you know Ant is? Oh, Ant. <laughs> such a shitty comedian. Right. Uh, just a complete asshole of a human being. <laughs> But he, uh, he so you're was... trying to make up with him. Right? <laughs> he now was shake on... hands. So yes. <laughs> you guys know Last Comic Standing. It's a bad yeah, yeah, reality yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was like, well, I'll just do it. I'll just try to see if I can do it one year. So I went down audition. When you audition, there's no audience. You do three minutes in front of three comics, oh. and that's it. So I I walk in. I'm like, who are the judges this year? Uh, Ant, Alonzo Bowden, and uh, another person who was actually. I respect whose name I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but uh, isn't that great? It's an insight into your personality. It is. I remember the people yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a very big insight. So so I go on stage and I do a joke and I do a George Bush joke. And uh, and I start doing it. Alonzo Bowden goes, that's a, that's a Lewis Black joke. And I go, no, it's not. Number one, because I, I've just started telling the joke. Yeah. And the joke was how George Bush, when he would talk, his face expressions would be different from what he's like. It, they wouldn't match what he yeah. was saying. He'd say something horrible and have a smile on his face. So that's just a standard observation yeah. of George Bush. He accused me of stealing the joke. And I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. I didn't steal a Lewis black joke. And then, uh, and then they go, we'll just do the joke anyway. I'm like, now yeah. I, yeah, perfect. now I do the joke. Yeah, yeah, no. So I do another joke. And now it's awkward and weird. Cause I just had a confrontation. Oh, yeah. God. And, and so it, they just sit there and look at me. And Ant goes, uh, watching you is like watching death. Like, I don't even know this fucking piece of shit, unfunny little asshole. <laughs> so I go, uh, I go, uh, I go, first of all, t- for a comic to say that to another comic, especially yeah. a comic that is insane. And I go, uh, I go, you are just a fucking asshole. Is this on camera? Yeah. This show- <laughs> yeah. This, I want to see it, com- this. it comes around. And, and so I say, I just go, you're, a, you're just a fucking asshole. And I walk off stage. Uh, and then... Several months, a couple months later, the show hasn't finished airing. Someone who's a friend of both Greg Barrett's and and mine and Ants asked me to go to a benefit. So I'm sitting at a table, and they decide to put all the comics at the table together. And my wife is sitting there, and Ant comes and sits down. She goes, "Oh my god!" And so my wife can't let any anything be awkward, right? It's like yeah, her thing. She's, yeah, yeah. I got to work this out. She goes, my husband's uh, mad at you. He, you know, he, this, this happened and he's, you know, and she starts just spilling everything. Oh God. And, and so when I walk over the table, Ant's ready. And he's, and he goes, uh, he goes, so I hear you don't like me. And I go, no, I, I, I fucking hate your guts. <laughs> yeah, I don't like you at all. And he goes, it's just television. I don't give a shit. You don't cheat people like that. I don't cheat the comics like that. You're a fucking asshole. And it just went on like that until he got up and left. Like, it just berated him. Uh, and then he was, like, running around all night going, and this is what he said, and this is what he said. So I felt like I won. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, definitely. So then it gets better, though. <laughs> like, a few months later, I'm sitting at home, and all of a sudden, I start getting all these texts, and my phone is ringing off the hook. And I, and I look at one of the texts, and it says, uh, I'm watching the uh, season finale show. I'm at the, the rap party. I'm watching the season finale of uh, Last Comic Standing, which, which is going to air, like, later that night. And he goes, watch it. And 
they did an ant package, like ants leaving the show. Yeah. Here's all thing, and they ended it with me going, "You're a fucking asshole." <laughs> ah, awesome! And I was like, "I win!" You do win. That was my big. That was my big fight with a semi celebrity. I have okay. a problem even just with his comment. So, what did he say to you? Like, watching you is like watching, watching death. death. Yeah. So, is is he saying? That it's like watching someone die, I or guess are you so. saying I think it's like watching death? The like sort of the Grim Reaper, the Grim no. Reaper guy. No, I mean, that. Is that way it came out? Am I taking it that way? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'm yeah. like, death, fear the Reaper. <laughs> yeah, and I pulled out a sickle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's no, a, yeah. that would have been. That sounds like a comment from a reality reality show judge who wants to in the highlights package like it's just exactly. a dumb fucking like it's like those idol judges who say shit like that it's just it's just to get in yeah it's, to, it's it's to get it's to say something to get on you TV know what the difference is though between that and say an idol for yeah. me like then this is my always the uncomfortable thing i had about the judging on last comic standing is that on idol they are just taking people who are singing in malls or people who are like, you know, somebody told them they had a good voice and they sing in the shower or whatever, yeah. and they're, you know, making them a star. So these, you've got, like, people who have had some success in the music industry giving advice and feedback to right. people who are starting Novices. out, right? Yeah. But my understanding of something at like The Last Comic Standing is that most people who did Last Comic Standing were like at least, like, got people who tr- were doing comedy on the scene. Oh, like, you know, yeah, all of them. And most of the ones who got through to the actual TV show were people who were stand-ups, right? Yeah, they were they were mostly working stand-ups. Yeah. There were some that probably had a day job, but for the most part, they were working stand-ups. But they stand-ups. were stand-ups. But they wouldn't put on, like, like me, I wouldn't make it on because I've been doing stand-ups so long. Brian Regan didn't make it on, who I think is, like, the greatest stand-up. In the, like, that guy's <laughs> like, amazing. A guy, a guy who tours around this country in a bus yeah. playing, playing stadiums, basically. Yeah, they asked Not him really. to come down and do yeah. it, and he was like, Okay, and then he does it, and they're like, no. Like, it was just this whole... <laughs> oh, okay. my God. Yeah, they would, like, ask big... I know a comedian in New York who they were like, we don't want you to audition in New York. We want to see him. It's like you're from your hometown in Miami. So he bought a flight, flew down, did the audition, and they were like, no. And he's like, what the fuck? So hang on, you, you dragged me back to where <laughs> yes, I'm from. <laughs> you had me fly this far to tell me. Like, they were just... They're just douchebags. Like, yeah, they just right. fuck with people. It, it, last comic standing, I'm not sure I know it, but isn't that the one that's always won by someone who can do impersonations? Isn't it generally like the guys who go, uh, what if Denzel Washington and Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, shared oh. a sandwich? And it's like, it's that's that actually kind. interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to be in the next no, season. No, I don't, I don't know because I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it in so long, but I know there was an impressionist on this year. I know. I mean, look, there's been some okay people who've been through the, the show, but yeah. there's certainly been some big comics. Like for Australian listeners, I mean, I, I remember remember seeing Arj Barker not make it through a heat. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, in Australia, there's, you know, n- yeah, no big Didn't international Lawrence comics. Didn't Mooney do it as well? There was, they did auditions in Australia. They yeah, came out to them. Australia. Yeah. Did they really? And like, yeah, auditioned a whole bunch of Australian people and... <laughs> none, none of the Australians made it on? None of the Australians made it. They flew them over for like uh-huh. the, the second stage of the audition yeah. or whatever and then... Didn't, didn't put any of them on the show. Delightful. Yeah. Yeah. But um, well, I know mostly what they want is people that people haven't heard of that have been doing stand up for a while 
And so they're like, oh, we found these people from nowhere, yeah. but they've actually been doing stand-up for a long time. But it's pub- public voted, yeah? Or like yeah, SMS yeah. The public, or... It used to be different. It used to be they lived in a house and they had to do challenges. And I think this oh. year they just did stand-up. Because <laughs> oh, there's one thing comedians, yeah. they, one thing, you get a bunch of comedians together, you're not going to get any bitching or complaining. <laughs> 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 uh, no, imagine, comedians I love mean, hanging out well, with that, other comedians. That's why I always wanted to do it. I was like, put me in a house with all these guys. Yeah. I'll be good. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll do this. But a, gr- a girl that did it, I started before me in San Francisco. It's like she had been doing it for 20 some odd years. I imagine like in their head, a bunch of comics living in a house together. Like They're like, oh, it'll just be nothing but nonstop hijinks. Yeah, yeah. But if it was actually a bunch of comedians like living in a house together, oh. it'd just be a whole bunch of people on the internet. Yeah. Like working, masturbating, Twitter. <laughs> Complaining about each other. Twitter. Waking up to watch Oprah at three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I say to Will a bit like I, I noticed because I've you know obviously Will and a bunch of friends of mine are comedians. Is one thing I've noticed with comedians, the um, the accusation that so and so steals jokes is like the uniform insult in oh, the yeah. comedy world. Like it's you can say I've heard everyone say it about everyone, and uh-huh. it's the one thing that is like you can't defend and no. always leaves like a little bit of doubt in your mind. It doesn't. I've been accused of stealing jokes. Everyone. I, I, when I started out, I, I remember I was doing a joke and someone was like, "That's a Letterman joke," and I was like, "What?" Like, I had no idea. And they were like, yeah, it's famous. It's in books and stuff. And I was like, well, if it was in books, I wouldn't steal it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it's fun. Were you doing show. a list of 10 jokes? Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke about Paul Schaefer. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've had, yeah, I've had jokes stolen from me. I've always said you can steal my joke, but I get to punch you in the face. Well, I mean, but it, like if you guys, you guys are constantly generating material, chances are, like if you are all yes. writing jokes about the same event, just yes. by the fucking weight of numbers, you're going to come up well, with Well, I think same even event. more so now with things like Twitter and whatever yep. is because people are publishing jokes all the time about topical things and stuff like that. But no one's got time to be reading all those things. So right. it's very natural that two people are going to like, you know, yeah. come up with the same idea. But that's, I mean, I know, like, do you want to, are you comfortable to talk about that? You had an incident recently where with you thought someone... Chelsea Handler it. thing? Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I, I, I happen to know the head writer of Chelsea Handler. So I tweeted something and God, what was it? It was something about John Travolta. It was an Oprah John Travolta joke. I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was, I think... She said she she was revealing her sister or something. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. And I said she's going to reveal her sister John Travolta today or, or something like that. I yeah. found out that her whatever sister's John Travolta. So I tweeted that in the morning, and then someone later on the next day says, "Hey, they told your joke word for word on Chelsea Handler last night." And I was like, "Well, that's weird." And my first response wasn't those motherfuckers because it's like, well, it's a joke. I'm never yeah. going to tell. It's just a throwaway thing. My first response was, well, I know the head writer, so whatever writer did it, I'm going to get in trouble because they shouldn't. I just don't. If you're a writer, you shouldn't be stealing jokes yeah, yeah. on Twitter. So I uh, I emailed the head writer, and then someone else from the show that I know sent me a message because the, the head writer just came in and said, what's the deal with that joke? Were you in the writer's room? And she said, yeah, I was there, but an hour it, after I got out of the meeting, I went out and saw David tweet it. So they pitched the joke before right. he tweeted it so i found out from that person and then the head writer got me back and was like sent back and was like why would you really care about that like trying to cover yeah. in case anything happened i found out the person who pitched the joke is actually a really funny comic that i like and i was like whatever yeah just let it go i was mostly trying to get a writer in trouble yeah <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> so- <laughs> Uh, we're going to wind it up. Yep. Where we're getting towards an hour. It's been so good. Sorry about all the po- political talk. No, no it, was it was good. Great. It was. Right. Tofop goes political. 
Like, we I'm always so want to. We're done with politics here. We're not nearly we always... smart enough to have these conversations. <laughs> with just the two Plus, of us, you so. know what? We always want to talk about serious stuff. It just ends up being prison radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we always start with some, like, you know, we're, we're really going to. Uh, we, we should uh, just uh, briefly talk about Walking the Room, uh, which is your podcast yeah. that you do that we love and people should listen to. Um, just, but just talk us through how that came about quickly before we finished up. Like, what, what, what made you want to do it? Uh, what happened was I, my, we had a kid, me, me and my wife, not me and Greg. Yeah, me I was and my wife say, had a kid. Because that would be an awesome that podcast. That would be really weird. Yeah. Me, and, me and another buddy had a baby. And now we thought we should get a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at home and I was like, and I was taking care of him during the day. And so I couldn't do stand-up because I was waking up at 6 a.m., you know, 7 a.m. And I couldn't deal with it. And I was exhausted at the end of the day. And I couldn't write because my brain was fried. So I literally also had no creative outlet. I was like, what the fuck do I do? So I was like, well, people are having success with podcasts. I'll try it. Because me and Greg used to do a radio show. So I was like, well, I'll try it. And I tried a couple and I was like, God, I'm just so fucking boring. Like, who wants to listen to me <laughs> chatter on? Like, I tried some and I did a couple of comedy pieces. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So then I was like, well, Greg and I did a radio show. Uh, we did an internet radio show for years, and it was on some radio stations around the country. And I was like, I'll just see if we can do that again. So I contacted him, and he was, like, leery about it. He was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'll edit it. I'll put it together. You don't have to do any work. So we started doing it, and it's like we're, we're such old friends because we started together in 1990. So we've known each other for years, and mm. we know radio as well. So we just kind of – like you do too. Like you can tell people who know radio – so we just started doing it, and it's just like we're – it's almost like we're just catching up. Sometimes I get worried that you guys are breaking the friendship. Like I'll listen to the <laughs> podcast. I'm like, oh, there's no coming back from what they've just said to each other. Right? <laughs> I mean I think, I, I, I think you, you both say it fast enough that it feels like if you said the same things you say to each other slowly, slowly yeah. they would be much more mean-spirited. <laughs> like, like if I said, uh, you have possum feet. Yeah, <laughs> your feet look like they should be on a possum. Like if I said it like that, yeah. it would be creepy. See, that is. Creepy. But instead, I go, "You have possum feet," and I scream it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's like wrestling commentary. Yeah, that's it right. It passes you by. Everything's fine. Uh, you've got to listen to Walking the Room. It is awesome. Uh, thank you for listening to our show. Of course, as usual, tofop.com is our website where you can find all the links. And you're at touring. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm doing shows. Do that. Come and see. Right flag. I am doing shows. Man, man. A wordsmith like yeah. that, why would you go see him on stage? Shut up. I'm doing shows. Yeah, I'm man versus Will tour. Is it on your website at least? It's on my website, willanderson.com.au. Oh, hey. Thank Nicely you very much for done. asking. You're welcome. Okay. And uh, Australia, New Zealand, UK and Ireland. So there's all bunches of places if you're listening in those places. They're not near each other, by the way. I know. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> bad, gonna, bad tour manager. I'm totally going to have to travel <laughs> in between those places. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. I'm Dave Anthony.